Secrets to Triumvirsar episode 22 is brought to you by Enchanted Travel Tales, bringing travel, magic, and fun to your holidays. We're here at Chad Corey. Chad's uh, helped us out before as far as coming and having conversations about writing in general. So welcome, welcome, Chad. Well, thanks, thanks for having me back. I appreciate that. And today we're going to talk about conflict. And uh, conflict... No, we're not. <laughs> I, say, I say we are, because if you don't want to talk about conflict, I'm not quite sure. No. So, but today we're going to talk about conflict. And, and conflict is, in writing, has the same qualities that, that a conflict in, in real life would have. You have to have the disagreement. You have to have some type of tension within the story. And the tension can be psychological. It could be, it could be, you know, man against nature, man against uh, something else. Uh, but it really, you really have to have something against something else to get some of the action scenes in. How, how have you added conflict uh, in your writing, Chad? Uh, well, I, I, I agree with you. The definition is is a good one. Um, as far as I see it, I think story, really good story, and again, this is my opinion, to preface that, um, really good story is really about conflict. You don't really have a story unless you have conflict of, of some type. Otherwise, you just have a narrative or you just have a, a simple uh, description or a simple, just like a, a newspaper article here is what's happening, you know, like a news broadcast or something. Um, and so for me, what i found is you have to have something that is that is interesting, first of all, to me as a writer, and also fits for the story and for the actual purpose I'm making the story for. Uh, for instance, if it's a short story, you, you, you might not want to have a gigantic, earth-shattering, epic, you know, conflict with multiple different layers and internal conflicts and external conflicts and interpersonal conflicts. You don't maybe want to have something so complex. You might want to do something more simplistic, like I've done in, in like The Adventures of Corwin, well, a lot of some of it is internalized, um, dealing with issues that you're thinking about yourself, or a simple one-on-one -on -one relational conflict between people. Uh, it could even be simple as a primal, you know, man versus a big ugly monster must defeat kind of thing, as well. Um, for for me, I think what I've done with a lot of my work outside of the short story elements is I like kind of more of the multi-layered effect. And what I mean by that is, you, for instance, have. Uh, like a character that has an issue with themselves and that issue they have to deal with and now they also have to deal with other people around them that's in their own group environment and they have issues and there's conflict there and then of course these people trying to work together in a larger environment they have conflicts outside of that whether it's you know the evil enemy quote unquote or the you know the great earth shattering destruction or a combination therein and so that all makes us together i think for a very believable and realistic type of uh type of story because conflict in some ways should, should kind of move move the story along and that that's kind of the essence of the story we're really not interested at least i'm not necessarily i think most people aren't either about just watching some guy's normal routine and nothing happens. You know, gets up, goes to work, comes home, gets up, goes to work, comes home. That's really not a story. <laughs> you know, you want something challenging. You know, maybe the second day he gets up and his bed's on fire. Well, there, there you got some conflict. There's some interesting dynamics going on. 
and that can become a story then up until that point it's more like i said kind of just like a dissertation of what he's what he's doing that's not really really interesting is that kind of what you find in your your own work as well your exploration of the topic it is you know it's it's interesting because yeah i i uh i noted one of the things that you said about you know if you don't have the conflict it's 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 a newspaper but but I think the the ironic thing is is that many of the news broadcasts these days are are trying to become more of the the science fiction the the uh, the, the the thriller the the slasher movie by by glamorizing some of these these stories that have more conflict in it um, than just the everyday life because you're right we 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 don't want to see something that we would normally see in our own lives that's why we read a book. That's why we go to a movie. That's why we we listen to you know things like Audible. That's why we you know we pursue some type of other entertainment because if we just wanted to see what's in our own life, we we would just we would just observe more people. And thank goodness because thank goodness people don't do that because it would be rather freaky for somebody to be sitting in an airport watching everybody else <laughs> walk around. <there. laughs> There could be conflict there. <laughs> there could be, and I think that's <laughs> that's probably a good thing that it only happens in the movies. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I, I think people are catching on to that more, and as we get into more of a, an entertainment-based culture, or I should say, more of an internet mindset, where everything is kind of uh, pulled away from common uh, interaction and getting more of the, the simple sound bites, everything that's digestible format. We want something that's entertaining all the time, and like like you like you say, not just news, but everything from television shows to newspapers, everything is trying to compete for your attention. And conflict is the way that happens. It's kind of the oldest thing in the, in the world because you have to have an opposing force to have you know classic good versus evil. There's your your original conflict, and there's always some type of op- opposition which makes for the story. And then there, and we can put up on layers like. Uh, you know, moral lessons or character development or you know all sorts of things that can go into that and uh, even your classic myths there's always some type of conflict within myths because that's what makes them if you think of the ones that's really sticking in your mind after all these you know centuries they usually have a very strong or a couple different strong elements of conflict to them that really kind of make them stick out and so and it's it's been around for a long time so it's no big surprise that that you know, news organs are, are adopting that format because, you know, if it bleeds, it leads, and they, they're out to make money. And it's very hard to do so, and it's like, you know, Bob Jones, you know, grows beets. Great. That's nice. <laughs> you know, that's but, wonderful, yeah. but how's that exciting? Uh, so, yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, and, and it's funny that you bring up the myths and, and uh, just, you know, it's, the conflict has been around for a while, even as as I'm working on uh, on some of the fairy tales that I'm writing for, for for the next next series that I'm working on, it, without the conflict, you know, the uh, even if it's a conflict between belief and or not belief in what's going on, they'd be rather dry, rather boring, and even with the fanciful characters that you throw in from a pure fantasy perspective, it still wouldn't be that that deep of a story, and people wouldn't have to worry about worry about reading it because it, it would just be flat and it, it, it's not exciting to, to read and it's definitely not exciting to write oh yeah I think maybe a point maybe some listeners might be interested in, in, in hearing about too is I 
we would talk about these big, you know, massive conflict things that sound like this, you know, fist to cows and people beating each other bloody for no reason. Um, but conflict, too, can be very personal and very um, introspective. Um, the thing that comes to mind right now is they're, they're just releasing a new movie of Dorian Gray um, and kind of taking a more darker, you know, quote-unquote mature version of it. But um, the, whole, the whole core of it, of course, is still his struggle, Dorian Gray's struggle with, you know, what he is and what he's becoming and you know his whole life you know from the very beginning you know, all the way throughout the movie so there, there's that internal struggle that conflict that he was trying to say good versus evil or whatever they're wanting to make it in the movie so that that's a very simple conflict in some levels but you know, you're not it's not like you know good guys versus bad guys it's more like this guy is trying to struggle through what he's doing in his life and his own choices and things and that in and of itself where it may seem small and maybe insignificant in some levels is really dynamic and powerful and can make for a very interesting story of a different type as well so there's different flavors different levels of conflict as well yeah no, and i agree i mean even another layer it's it's interesting when you say dorian gray for some reason my mind went to willy wonka and the chocolate factory uh don't know why but uh but even the original charlie and the chocolate factory there was conflict in there it was oh, yeah. you know poor versus rich it was spoiled versus versus kind um you know so there's there's differences in in the level of conflict and in the people that are involved in the conflict and in that story it was it was really about the children and 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 their behaviors and how much they could be trusted um, but it's a reflection on society and what what we get faced with daily as far as our do we have integrity or, or don't we and there you go confident yes <laughs> right there um, and that, that that often will lead to some interesting questions you're absolutely right and because you're, you're dealing with them and you don't always have to do it in a physical sense like we're like we were saying earlier it's not always you're having to fight things you, you can sometimes have to struggle with them mentally or spiritually or what have you because yeah, these these big questions, questions or theologies or philosophies or whatever can become big monumental conflicts of some short, sort you have to work through. And even when people trying to like nations trying to work with them or people in the story trying to work through their own opinions even can be a conflict in and of itself. So again, you can keep it kind of very parochial on some levels or you can make it very epic and even or a combination of that. And it's just again, figuring out what works best for your story how it's going to serve the story best and then kind of going from there because you can pick different things but it might not be the right conflict for that particular story you can make it really huge and miss the story or you can make it really you know really non-existent and there's no story there whatsoever so you got to kind of find that happy spot where everything kind of fits in at least that's been my experience i don't know is that the same with you for your work as well or yeah, you know, I find that I have to have to let it build because you can't just throw it out there at the beginning that you know this is going to happen and here's where the tension is and here's where... the the most successful uh, writers have let let that tension let that conflict build within the reader within within their own writing so that when somebody's reading it not only do they do they read it and hear it as they as they go through the words but they can feel it. Uh, Stephen King is is a great example of that. No matter you know what what book he's he's written, that conf that that sense of tension, that 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 sense of uh, conflict builds through through the moment of of the final reveal, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of good authors. Like you say, it is a progress, a process, the writing process, the story. 
itself has a it's, well I think did you talk about that earlier in an episode where it builds up like the normal you know rising action falling action all that fun stuff um, yeah conflict is a bit in fact that's a part of the whole writing process there's a spot in there called conflict <laughs> where, where things happen um, so I mean that's, it's very crucial to the story and again this is my, my interpretation of it some people might have a different uh, idea of it but I really think that a good story has to have conflict at some time. Otherwise, it just isn't going to be... Yeah, you, know, you could probably still tell a story. I just don't know if it would be that entertaining or be anything of substance to a lot of people. And I think if you look at a lot of the stuff today, especially commercial fiction, there's always always got to be conflict. That's what kind of gets people rocking and rolling with it right away, gets people introduced to the stories, the characters. The plot basically is, is kind of propelled, maybe for good or for ill, by conflict. Always at a rapid pace. Sometimes these thriller books, you always got to keep you, you know, pulling you along at rip, rip next speed there, along the plot. So maybe there's a little too much conflict in that sense. But, but yeah, you, there's a happy balance, happy medium, like like you said. And fairy tales, especially like you said earlier, I don't think I've ever heard of a fairy tale or a, a myth or a legend that doesn't have conflict of, of some type. So I think you're right on that aspect too. And like I mentioned, sometimes it's just just a matter of believing in. Well, does it seem plausible? Really, could there could there really be another creature uh, looking at us through a mirror, or is that really us, or those type of things? To where we're learning, but why was the mirror created in the first place? What's the story behind that? And then why is there a reflection there? Um, you know, just having a lesson within that tale that that, that kind of connects connects the the storyteller to to the reader um, but you know that, that's that that's where uh, that's where that 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 uh, that true uh, this versus this comes into play um, but you know that we tie things together not only through the conflict but through the characters and we've had conversations about that in the past as well so yeah, I think you're. Yeah, you are making good points. You're kind of hammering back onto the same token that I mentioned earlier. That yeah, it doesn't have to be epic things. It could be a simple idea, simple philosophy. Like you know, I think I draw back. I think I mentioned that one time. We spoke of seems like a long time ago now, but um, I think mentioned like Cole, written by Robert E. Howard, and there was a story about Cole. And his, his conflicts were different. He was a Robert E. Howard. For those who don't know, he wrote Conan and, and a lot of other stories, westerns and boxing stories, and just a whole slug of different things. Um, but he's probably more, most famous for, for Conan. And, uh, of course, Conan is this big, you know, man versus, you know, savage versus civilized conflict was always paramount in his books. And what he did with Call, another barbarian, kind of cut in the same cloth as Conan as far as physical appearance. Um, but he was more of a philosopher, and he wasn't always given to action all the time. And so there are some stories that were written where it's pretty much he was, literally, he was sitting and looking in the mirror. And that was the whole story for a big chunk of the the story, and there was this big conflict of is is he a fake and the rear the mirror is real and he's the reflection or you know so there was a weird back and forth that went across that way very kind of esoteric and very different than what you'd expect from a traditional you know fantasy fisticuffs you know lopping heads off kind of kind of writer that Howard tended to be. Um, and so that, that the conflict there is very different. What we're talking about is very cerebral, and so you can have stories that are cerebral and have conflict, and you not be killing people or having you know terrorists taking over you know whatever here there whatever. So there's a lot of different ways to look at conflict, and a lot of different ways to put it together. Again, picking what you think is the right feel and, and need for your particular story and characters at the time. Yeah, I think that that conflict it has to evoke that emotion and engage. 
uh, engage the, the writer and the reader uh, into the story themselves. Otherwise, it, it'll kind of fall flat. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, that about does it for conflict. I think you know, we've kind of, kind of beaten it to a pulp itself. Uh, so, so, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll wrap the, we'll wrap this segment up and, uh, we'll, we'll talk to everyone next week, but, uh, thank you again, Chad. And uh, you can find more of Chad's work at chadcory.com. Thanks for having me. Well, Chad's been gracious enough to volunteer for the next couple episodes as well. So you'll hear his voice, uh, across the next couple of weeks. Um, in the meantime, we wanted to make sure we bring you the quote of the week, and that is from Mark Twain. A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. That sort of aligns to that whole conflict thing. If we're not comfortable with ourselves, that conflict kind of arises within each of us to the point that we're not happy with who we are, with what we're writing. So instead of giving you a short story and poetry topic from our website as we have in the past, we're going to throw out a general writing uh, suggestion, and that's more along the lines of conflict, as we've just talked with Chad about. We want you to take take a character, and you know, since we're working on a book on fairy tales, I'd like you to, to think of a fairy tale and write a poem about it, yeah, even if it's just a simple one like The Three Little Pigs or um, Little Red Riding Hood, you know, those type of things, or even if it's a little bit more expansive like The Princess and the Pea. You have some conflict within there, but write a poem about about that conflict. Remember, in a poem, you have all this emotion, all of this this tension, this buildup in a very, very small space for the most part. So put your characters in there, but make sure it's 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 concise and and it really brings the reader into that emotional conflict for uh, for that storyline. For a short story idea this week, take one of those favorite fairy tales again and continue it. But continue the conflict on to whether it's revenge from the character that, that didn't quite make it through to the happy ending or um, b- build another portion to that fairy tale. But with those, you're really going to embrace that conflict idea because you already understand it. You've already been given the details in which the conflict arose and grew. Now you take it and build it again. Use the same format that the author did and add your own twist into it. Well, thank you for joining us again on Story Institute's Rambling Verser. We hope you'll join us next week when we'll have a new topic with Chad and we'll have some new conversations uh, about writing. If you have any ideas for the show, any comments, feel free to send us an email at ramblingverser at storyinstitute.com. Give us a call at 615-431-RIT. It's 9748. Or stop by the website and post a comment to our forums or leave us a comment on iTunes. If you're an author who would like to share his or her craft with us, please contact us as well. We'd love to to know about your work and share it with, with our listeners. In the meantime, remember to imagine, enhance, and grow your stories.